welcome to episode number one of Rewriting Your Happily Ever After podcast. In the months since the launch of my book, Rewriting My Happily Ever After, a memoir of divorce and discovery, the question I have been asked most frequently is why? Why did you write about a painful period of your life? Why did you showcase a side of your past that is not focused on achievements and success? Why did you write an entire book about starting over after divorce? Since readers seemed interested in understanding my motivation for writing my memoir, I thought it would be best to start this podcast with my three whys for writing the book and of course for this podcast. My first reason was to stop hiding my pain. During that awful period of my life, to an outsider, everything appeared to be under control. And once the worst was over, everyone agreed that things had gone well. In many ways, it had. I had come out outwardly unaffected. I had not collapsed into a puddle. I had not moved in with my parents. I had not taken to alcohol or drugs. Yet, the days of not knowing what the future held, of single-handedly taking small and large decisions, of holding myself together, had been a period of intense change and churning. I had not allowed anyone to see the toll it had taken. I didn't want to hide it anymore. My second reason was to seek closure. Ten years after the divorce, through the lens of hindsight and the act of writing, I wanted to understand myself, the confused, diffident woman who had stepped off the beaten track, not knowing how things would unfold. The process of writing was a retrospective and cathartic exercise in revisiting the younger me. It allowed me to dig deep into my motivations and put my doubts and demons to rest. I wanted closure. My third and most important reason was to help other women. During those years, I had often wondered if there was a book I could read, a true story of someone who had been at the same crossroads as me and had made it through. A story like that would have lifted up my spirits and given me courage. It would have told me that I was not alone and that fact would have helped me believe that I would survive. Sadly, there was no such book written by an Indian writer. By sharing my story, I wanted to help other women. Being clear on the why was a painful yet necessary exercise and an important part of my writing process. The German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche famously said, He who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. I came across this quote in Viktor Frankl's memoir, Man's Search for Meaning, an inspirational account of surviving in the concentration camps during World War II. Clarifying the reasons for doing something helps us do the hard work of applying ourselves to the task, of persevering and powering through the tough times to reach our goal. I see my book as my first offering to people who are considering going through or have obtained a divorce. I know it's a small group of people. If I narrow it down further to those who are from Indian, 
South Asian or similar cultures where divorce is frowned upon, the group size reduces even further. So you may ask, why even bother? While writing the book, I was convinced that there were people who wanted to read true stories about divorce. Not about why marriages fail, but about what lies ahead when they do. And in the months since my book's release, I have been proven right. No matter how long or miserable the marriage was, people who are willing to make a fresh start are interested in the topics I discuss in my book, such as how do you pick yourself up after this major setback? How do you figure out the bewildering day-to-day details that you may never have considered? How do you reclaim your authentic self and build a joyful life? My book discusses the small and large details about life after divorce. Through sharing my story, I want readers to know that it is normal to harbor doubts, to be confused and unsure about the future when walking away from a relationship that is not easy to break. Yet it is possible for them to move ahead with confidence, knowing that someone else has walked the road ahead of them and has made it through. Even though my tribe may be small, I want my memoir to reach its intended audience. For me, the book is not the end, it is the beginning. The goal of my book is to not generate huge profits, but to create small ripples of change. And that is why I'm launching this podcast. Rewriting your happily ever after the podcast begins where rewriting my happily ever after the book ends. The hardest part of my journey was the silence around this major life event. In this podcast, I want to keep the discussions about life after divorce going. Let us break the stigma and shame of divorce through conversation. Join me as I share personal stories, showcase interesting guests, and offer practical resources for your journey of self-discovery as you rewrite your happily ever after. In each episode, I will share something personal and leave you with a tiny suggestion for starting over. Today's starting over suggestion is actually a question that involves a bit of introspection. Take a moment or a day or a few days to consider this question. What is the one thing that gets you out of bed and keeps you going through the day? In the answer to this question, lies the clue for what you need to focus on when you're having a hard time. Connect with me through my website www.ranjanirao.com where you can find show notes and links to the books and resources mentioned in each episode. I would be thrilled to connect with you and send you my bi-weekly newsletter titled, you guessed it, Rewriting Your Happily Ever After. And please do share this podcast with whoever is ready to rewrite their happily ever after. Until next time, goodbye.